All right. Yeah, the rise and fall of Conor McGregor. It happened so fast. You know, it, he looked like old Conor. He definitely did. He was getting his kicks in. He got his multi kicks in. He, you know, left hand was fast. He was, it was all there. It's just, he, I don't know. It definitely looked like, oh, yeah, this is how you beat me last time. This is how I'm going to take you out. And just threw leg kicks after leg kicks after leg kicks. And it was like, Connor, you're not good on your legs either. we seen that. And, I mean, for us, it's a freak accident when a guy breaks his leg or any bone in the UFC like that. But when you're slamming it against someone else's leg nine times at full strength, yeah, one of you guys are going to crack. Unfortunately, it was you. Man, I just – I think when he tried to consistently uh, cut up from 145, mm-hmm. it's just not a good – it's just not good for him, man. Yeah, man. Coming, uh, he had to cut what? He says he hangs out at 170, so just, he had to dude. cut 25 pounds. Get back to being full. You come in at 163, 165, around there. But, hey, man, you know what? We can even talk about before the leg. As soon as Poirier was able to put hands on him and get him to the ground, he had nothing. He took the shots well. I mean, Connor can take shots. That's fine. The elbows, the strikes. I mean, he had no ground game yet again. He was able to push Dustin off this time. But, man, compared to, like, you think you did a real camp on the ground, boxing, everything you do well. Nah, man, you still look like you were ready for Manny Pacquiao. It still looked like you were just hands. And I think that might be his best bet. Do it that way. It's time for Connor to be done in the MMA. Sorry, it's over with. Damn. Call who's gonna man. pay? Who, who's who's gonna pay? Who's gonna go? Who's gonna get a fan like me that I'm a big fan of the UFC to go to a movie theater to watch Connor again? It's not gonna happen. Next fight that I do something like that would be. Would you do that? Would, bones. Really? Would you do that for uh, the heavyweight fight they got going with Derek Lewis? No, no, no. It's my mom's birthday and everything. No, I'm not, probably not even going to catch that card. <laughs> I mean, I will because uh, Nunes is on there. And I always want to see. I, I don't want to the miss. Yeah, I don't want to miss Amanda Nunes getting knocked out. If that is ever to happen, ever. But, you know, fall greatness falls, especially in this sport. You get caught once and you're downhill. So I don't know. I I'll probably just watch the last two of those fights. The car, the rest of the card is Michael Chesno's on my card. Like no, bye. No. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see the next six months for the UFC and what they really have planned out. Because Nate lost, so he won't have a real title fight. Um. Connor lost, so he's not getting a title fight. I already told you about Charles Oliveira. Uh, no. Nah. Charles, Charles Oliveira will fight both of these guys, Poirier and Connor, the same night and take them out. 
So it's gonna. I won't even put it past Poirier because Poirier actually shows his track record. His winning streak right now is really good against really heavy competition. He beat Max Holloway, and that's. I feel like Max Holloway is the best boxer in the UFC right now. So, and he beat him in the, standing up. So, it's gonna be interesting what they do for the UFC coming up because you have three guys that took losses that are big names. Masvidal, Connor, and Nate. You're not giving them title shots anytime soon. I mean, that's kind of the fight game, though. And the UFC has, I feel like, run into that in the past where they've had a lot of really great things lined up, but they're not WWE. They're not going to fix fights. No, they're not so, going to do that. Like, I mean, there was a point where you were going to have what? Like Bones, Connor having two belts and Ronda Rousey, like all lined up to headline cards and like what Brock Lesnar or something like that. And then yep. they all lost every single one of them. You try to groom like a Sage Northcutt guy who was supposed to be, like the next big thing. Sorry, he's got a glass chin. It's a chiseled chin, but it's glass. And he's, he's just not ready for the big time. And now mm-hmm. it kind of seemed like they were doing that same thing with uh, your boy from Bellator. Uh, Mike, what, Michael Chandler? Mike, uh, uh, Michael Chandler, yeah. And he took a bad he L. Took a, he took a bad L, you know? And unfortunately, <laughs> as a more casual fan, the UFC is at its best when you have named stars who are consistently winning belts and defending those belts. And yeah, you just can't, can't count on that. Unfortunately, no, can't count on that anymore. So because now your biggest names in the game that you had that Dana kind of put his, his eggs in a basket for, he was very intrigued with Greg Hardy coming up with the record he had. He falls in the first round. Which, and, uh, no offense, but if you as Dana White are trying to bet on a heavyweight to save your, save your you know, cards, I think that's a bad idea. I have not seen enough, like, consistency out of the heavyweight division where I think that you have uh, a good chance to build a superstar heavyweight for a casual fan. Yeah, no, he wants that. He's looking for the big name to blow up in a division, you know? And Greg Hardy has that name because he's an ex-NFL player, and he was fighting very well until he crashed into a monster that knocked him out in the first round. So, but to you, heavyweight. If it's not a first-round knockout, the rest of the fight is going to be completely sloppy. So, but Greg Hardy didn't look good. He got knocked out. Another very interesting fight with Sean O'Malley. He fought a guy that took a fight on 11 days and he was not able to put him down. Bro, was got, not able to put him down at they all. Guess they still got to stop giving him fucking just cans to beat on. He needs, he needs a real fight. And I don't know if they're trying – because everybody loves betting on Sugar Sean, but, man, you cannot be putting him into fights where he's a minus 900 favorite anymore. You need, well, to, give, you need to feed that man something real. His real fight was supposed to happen, but then the guy got hurt in camp, so – this is what happens. And you could tell that kind of Sean slept on him a little bit. I mean, he had him hurt in the first round, 
But after that, Sean gave him every single punch and he just ate it. He just ate it and kept moving. It was like, damn. Like, can Sean put out one of the top 10 guys, top five guys? I don't know. Because those guys are skilled. Sean O'Malley's a boxer. He could survive on the ground. But those 135 guys are short, fast, and they could wrestle their ass off. Sean is a big guy in that, big, tall, lengthy guy in that division. So if you're not able to put a guy out that took the fight in 10 days and you look gassed and Herb Dean saved you, Herb Dean saved him from being a decision fight. Because if you watch it, that guy was still moving forward and Herb just was done. He didn't want to see it anymore. So <laughs> that's major as well. Herb Dean making $1,900. He's like, get me out of here. This is over. Right. Like, this is done. I'm, this guy's just taking shots and not swinging back. I have a Connor fight that I hope ends in the first round. <laughs> Wait, is it 1900 for the night or for fight? Does it matter? It doesn't, but I mean, can you stack it up a little bit? Maybe he, he would make three thousand dollar night. If it is, if it, if he if he does every what every third fight, I think it is. Yep. Uh, and he does, does the under he does the prelims <laughs> and the undercard too. You are looking at he's still making less than a boxing judge makes on one fight. Hey man, like I told you, and he has to dive in between people fucking on the ground, hammer fisting people. <laughs> These hey, boxers man. like, hey, hey, Logan, quit hugging him. Slow dancing. Separate. <laughs> they don't even get in the middle and touch him. They just break. All right. There you go. Go ahead. Hey, uh, UFC. Floyd t- tips every him 10 single, grand. And- UFC wants to bring in every single dollar they can. They are, like, acting like they're running on just loans and fucking loan and like mafia loans and shit where they have to pay it back at the end of the night. But who sets, who sets that price? Is that the UFC or is that the gaming commission? Ah, uh, man, that is a very tough call. Cause the gaming commission is calling the boxing ones too. So yeah. like for, how are for, you- for those who aren't aware, they released the sa- the salary or the pay that these referees are getting and UFC referees were making like, 1500 a fight and boxing referees were making like 19 grand a fight or a night but it is it is 10 times the amount of money and man and that's a pay-per-view that's not an espn fight that that's a fight where you are the ufc did very well on that connor fight Uh, amazingly well of course for four minutes but come on man your fighter is only making 50K, and if they get a nice knockout, they can make another 50. You think your referee is going to make 10? You think they're going to make one-fifth of what the fighter is making? Have they Have they announced? Well, I mean, that's why the UFC is having such a shit time getting referees. Dana better be giving them a real nice fucking Christmas bonus. Oh, it's all cash in the bag, I'm sure. No. <laughs> nice hotel oh. off the strip. I mean, shit. You don't, you don't think uh, Dana has bunk beds for the referees at the <laughs> UFC complex? <laughs> That's why they built it there, save money on hotels. There you go. It's fight night, guys. You got to stand at the complex. <laughs> stay, out the, stay out the fighter's way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, at least it's free, you know. Yeah. You can sleep on the bench. 
Over, overall, not a card I was super upset I missed. No, not uh, not really impressive of a card. I mean, it was a really good fight between Gilbert and Wonder Boy, but man, definitely Gilbert Burns just put his weight on him and just beat him down. It was a very, very interesting card the way it ended as well. Like you would really, if the card's all worth it, if Connor wins, you know, because Connor's in the stage, he's in the middle, and you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. I want Charles Oliveira. No, I don't want Charles Oliveira. Khabib, bring your ass. I don't want this belt. You, you never know what the fuck he was going to say. You know, now everything he says is fucking worthless. Yeah, I don't. The when Connor starts talking, ironically, like Jake Paul, it's time for him to like take a step back. And again, maybe Dana White is telling the truth. You know, maybe Connor is a guy who he doesn't care about the money and he just wants to get in there and scrap. But he's not that guy anymore, man. When he when when he when he made. Forbes top paid athlete list, Connor McGregor died. It went right to his head, and everyone else is saying, Connor, you have no reason to be here. Connor, you don't need to be here. This isn't your game. This is a poor man's game trying to make it big. That's what it is. And Connor made it big. Fucking right off, fight Pacquiao, fight Canelo, fight the twins, and then fight Jake. It's it's literally it's literally the plot of Rocky Three. If you just fucking legitly just box for the next six years, your name will be back in the lights. You could get yourself a title fight and a big name fight. You were a boxer in the beginning and turned yourself into a UFC fighter. That made you big. The co- the the whiskey made you a megastar. Right off into the sunset. Or change a profession. Hey, man, Super Bowl fucking NFL players go from field to the box. Might be your thing. Dan, I mean, DC did a great job. Not saying that Connor should be commenting or anything like that, but moving on to another profession that he can make it big. Damn. The man made a hundred million off of fucking Floyd Mayweather. Come on now. Let's get to boxing. Let's get to talking shit. You can make money there. You could take Mayweather's spot once Mayweather is really done fighting, whenever the fuck that may be, because Oscar De Loya called his name out. So Oscar De La Oya called his name out. I had to say oh. it twice so you guys knew who it was. Bro, he's he might be back to wearing a fucking dress again. Because he's he's Oof. on something. Hey man, Coke's a hell of a drug. <laughs> 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 things things not going well over at uh, Golden Boy Productions because that is that is a, a rough a rough look for him. Yeah, that is definitely that. But I, and don't get me wrong, like I'm all for like old fighters being able to get in there and mix it up. But and and you know if if he is a guy who wants if uh, De La Hoy is a guy who wants to hop in there and be like, hey man, you know. I also would like to fight some exhibitions. I want to fight like Mike Tyson. I want to, f- that's fine. But don't oh. talk in here like, I want a legit 12 round fight against Floyd Mayweather. He wants to fight Jake. 
Then he wants to fight some other YouTuber and then fight for it. it I want to see it. I want to see Oscar and Floyd fight right now. It'd be very interesting. Your guys are very old. You could tell that Floyd has definitely lost some speed. Different type of fighter. But do you think he's going to need speed to keep up with old De La Hoya who couldn't, who retired for a reason? Uh, and we're talking about fighting here, you know. It, it really depends on how how serious Oscar takes it, how unserious Floyd takes it. But they're both fifty plus, so if he hops on the fucking juice, is that is that what you're saying? No, he can. If he wants a twelve round fight, you're not going to be on juice because that's going to be all committed out and all this other shit. Do you want to put this fight on Thriller? I mean, maybe I won't fucking let it happen, but I don't, I want to see it just for the fact that it's going to be two big names again, 20 years removed. There's no big boxing names. That's me. Canelo. Sure. Throw it on, throw it in the undercard. That's what I want. I know Mayweather won't undercard anything, but still. Throw Oscar and his exhibition under a Canelo fight, under another fight. Let them, let's see how much Oscar really has. Because if he looks sloppy as fuck, there's no way in hell you go down there before. Ain't no way in hell. I mean, there's no way in hell you should be on the fucking, in the ring anyways, but fighters are different breeds of guys. They just don't know nothing but fighting. I.e. BJ Penn. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I he it'd be one thing if he was still in the gym. I don't think Delahoy has been in the gym. He took like years off. He had the drug problems and stuff. Like, I don't know. I just don't know that that's something that I am super <laughs> excited about watching. Drug problems, years off. Well, sounds about Connor. <laughs> Bro, don't like. It, I am I am truly upset that you know I feel like Connor's career is not going to get the the credit it deserves because of how he's going about ending it and it's too bad and you know what here's the thing these people are not giving like digging into like Connor's bullshit nope because that's how he, that's how he got paid. Because what Connor needs to do, and what what Connor needs is, uh, for some guy to come out and just like be like Jake Paul and really piss him off. Come for his wife. Come for his kids. Like really go for his throat and give him a reason to not give a shit about how much money's in the bank. Somebody right. to, you know, get it so that Connor's driving a fucking. Toyota Prius to the gym in the middle of like South Central LA or deep into Vegas. He needs somebody like that to really like remind him of a reason why he used to fight. And nobody's doing that. Nobody they're all they're all treating him like he's a joke. Because when you when you're a fighter like Poirier and all those other guys that are making 50,000 my hot my hot sauce business is only still local. I'm not making what Connor making. And he walks in, 100,000 suit, 100,000 car. 
million dollar whiskey. Pop, 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 pop. Hey, man, you were, you were dangerous. You were that. But every single fighter tells you, you're not hungry. And for Connor, it's exactly this quote. You either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And you are the villain. And guess what? The superheroes of the UFC is knocking your ass the fuck out. You're guaranteed. Welcome to Money Back Guarantee. My name is Angel. I am here with a very fired up Jay. We are here to talk about sports. We just broke down Connor and his farewell fight. <laughs> and we are here on a lovely Tuesday talking about everything sports, breaking, breaking it down. We had an amazing home run derby. We had a beautiful game three. We have a champion. We have so much things to cover. Stay tuned. Let's get into the show. Hashtag, how dumb am fucking I for not realizing how bad your fucking picks were? And I, the minute you said you were on England, I should have changed my fucking mind. Oh, time out, time out, time out, time out. Time out. Yes, I did go over 12. I am not a soccer watcher at all like i told i think oh, i watched so much soccer episodes. i think i got this i think i got I this three youtube videos of professional people across the pond talk about their favorites no one picked italy no one picked france to lose in the first round They're no cursed. one picked fucking no one cursed picked, who the fuck thinks christian ronaldo is gonna lose in the first fucking not, not fucking anyone in the world not these professional people that talk about the game I want to know their record, too, because they put me in a bad fucking spot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I couldn't fucking win to save my life. Oh, my God. And the way I lost, too. Come on now. Mbappe missing a uh, penalty kick. Then England missing three consecutive penalty kicks. I lost to the kicks and draws. If you really take it out, I think I went 0 for 3, 0 for 4. If it wasn't for draws and penalty kicks. That's my defense. I have nothing else to tell you. When, when you sent me that text, 0 and 12, <laughs> I fell back in my chair. I had to look back. I, I do back I do the graphics, account. and, like, I know there's been a lot of red, oh. a lot of confidence and a lot of red X's, but, man, I didn't think it was that bad. It was bad. It was really bad. But I hope you were coming from me. I hope you were at least like parlaying these so you weren't losing that many bets. <laughs> no, no, no. My cute ass was doing individual bets and my parlays, how confident I was. 
you can realistically throw fucking over twenty four on there if you want. Fuck. Oh, jeez. But hey, hey, great number made for a great graphic. I mean, it sure did. But this what guy, my, right one of my here, favorite ones. <laughs> oh yeah, you took your sweet time making sure all the numbers and letters are all on there. Nice. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Bro, I just work all day and like. That's what I think about. I had that thing in my head. It took me like two minutes to put it together. Great. <laughs> Trust me. Angel is ready for the real football to start. <laughs> real football. My God, that was awful. I was just like thinking about it all. Like, no, this is not good. <laughs> then I shot the text like, fuck it, you know. It's got to be impressive. It's impressive the other way. Yeah. And if all, our, if all our listeners were betting the opposite, like I told y'all, hey, man, you probably make more money betting against me than with me. Congratulations. Hope you bought your significant other some nice flowers, you know, nice little romantic dinner. However you guys want to celebrate y'all money, go ahead. Me, mac and cheese out the box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Italy is your uh, champion. I was definitely going to start the episode with a bowl of uh, spaghettis. Because, you know, man, Italy. Props to you. World champions. No one thought it. There were plus 2,800 going into the fucking tournament, Jay. Did you see that guy who... uh... I think what Bleacher Report bets posted it. He bet Italy to win and was so excited. And then he realized he accidentally bet them to win the World Cup, not the UEFA Cup. Hey, you still got a shot. <laughs> Watch him losing like the first round. Don't want to qualify. They won't qualify like this U.S. basketball team won't qualify. Oh, did I speak too soon? They're winning against Argentina. Me and you can beat Argentina. <laughs> Is there anybody from Argentina in the NBA right now? No. The only guy that I thought of was uh, – he's not in the NBA no more. Somebody dude with the long first? hair. Yeah, dude with the long hair. He was a shooter for a while. I was going to say, wasn't J.J. Barea Argentinian? Uh, Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican? Puerto Rican. Play for the Puerto Rican team. I smoked. Gigo figure. Dude, the uh, the NBA is getting exposed as soft as hell. Holy. You and you know tell. what? I fucking love it. I We've fucking love it. it. We've been talking about it. Did you see Kevin Love try to get the ant, like the jump in foul? And then just like, what's going on? Like, Man, you guys are so soft. Like, you're making the NBA look so bad internationally. And then you guys think you guys can walk down the court and talk to refs and mean mug refs? No. FIBA has a rule. You can't be fucking hollering at these refs. I'll kick you the fuck out. You think a mean mug is going to work? No. They don't know you. They don't know what you can do. They know LeBron. He's not there. And that's the real reason LeBron's not there. Oh, <laughs> The World Cup would have been against me not winning an Olympic gold, and this is why I didn't play. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, it's got nothing to do with Space Jam, dude. 
they're struggling. I think I don't know. They need a big men because those these guys came with real big men, seven foot guys. You got Durant, you got Tatum Kevin, that's still growing, and you got Bam. That's really it. That's what Kevin Love was supposed to be. They got Kevin Love playing on the wing. Why the hell is Kevin Love playing on the wing? And that's like, unless you're Steph Curry, like you can't just play this perimeter ball. They're so scared of getting touched and getting hard fouled that they are spread so far out on this court. It's crazy. They're missing their one piece that they thought was not going to be in the NBA Finals, but he is, and you don't have him right now. And that's DeAndre Ayton. He was supposed to be on the Olympic team. And, man, you need him bad, super bad. They win the finals, you're not going to get them. So. No, nor should you. Honestly, like, I, I completely agree. Like, these FIBA rules, I don't know if you need to, like, institute all of them, but I think it was Jared Dudley was saying, like, this is better basketball. This is how basketball should be played. It's physical. It's a physical game. Yeah. These touch fouls, all this other – yay. I get that the NBA puts all these little rules in place because health of the player, health of the player, all this other shit. You're not playing 82 anyways. On top of load management, these guys are sitting 20 games. It's it's too much. It's too much. You either take away load management and keep the rules or you change all the rules. You grab all these NBA refs. You throw them overseas for training, and then you bring them back. No, because so, sorry, LeBron, you weren't meant to enter your prime at forty-five. No, it's not it. Like Le- hey. LeBron would be getting beat the hell up, as he should. That's how basketball is. Hey, man, he is the biggest guy on the court. You either stand in his way where he's already stronger than you. He's gonna get a touchy foul and an and one, or you pull him all the way the fuck down. And then you yeah. got to get a fragrant one and a fragrant two. And then you're out the game. Then you're suspended. Now you're fucking with your money. Yeah. No. End this shit. Once the rules change, LeBron's going to retire. And then this whole era of basketball is going to be disgustingly looked at in the history of the NBA. Oh, yeah. LeBron did all that under fantasy rules. <laughs> Trey <laughs> has to get 20 pounds so he can stay healthy. Like, that's the shit we need. Like Jordan had to. It's literally going to be a, like a reverse of Bo Jackson and Jerry Rice. People are going to be like, man, if I'd played 20 years earlier, I would have put up double the points. Oh, 100%. You see all these NFL players. Now all these little things are coming out. Bo say he can run 400 a game. Jerry and Chris saying they could get five, six touchdowns a game. All these players, hey, and they're not wrong. When it comes to the NFL, they're definitely not wrong. The jam rule, the touch rules, the pass interference that are fucking ghost, that shit happens in the NFL too. But in the NBA, it's going to be a lot. I think it's, it's time to change. You think it's time to change? We've been talking about it. The NBA has been talking about it. The jump rule, jump in rule, they've been talking about it. Get it over with. Because the same time that you're trying to protect these guys' landing spots, they're jumping in. You can't predict their landing spot at that point. And you're going to give a guy double fouls? Come on now. Yeah, you got to pick one. Yeah, and you can't let let the players run the asylum with this. Because, of course, 
They want to play that. Yeah, that's like, especially in basketball where you have to play two way ball. That's like asking wide receivers if they want to extend the cushion they have to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. Yeah. They can't touch me for 10 yards. Let's say they can't touch me for 10. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to say that. Like, are you kidding? Like, you've given LeBron an extra max contract. Pretty fucking much. Pretty much. Like, at no point, and that's been his entire career. Again, not saying LeBron wouldn't be an all-star, wouldn't be a superstar, wouldn't be LeBron if they were playing by 90s rules, but you look at how bad these all-stars – and we looked at this team, and it was – everybody said, like, it's not the best U.S. team they've ever had, but this is a stacked team. This is a stacked, well-rounded team, and they are getting bullied by Nigeria. They're getting bullied by Patty Mills. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what happens when you take toughness more or less out of the equation, you know? And, like, it'll be very interesting because, like, the good players adapt. Yeah. The good players adapt. Like, Steph Curry is very good at getting to the rim and getting playing more of, like, a soft brand of basketball. But he's pretty agile. He plays it pretty clean. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Like, Dame Miller, you'd think that he would be able to adapt pretty well to this. Yeah. And look at Ja. Look at Steph. Look at all the Trey. Look at all these uh, float kings around here. The guys that will float the ball up to not get contact in the paint. Guess what? Do that all the way around. Yeah. Pump fake, dribble down, take the shot. They need to stop calling those calls. Once you stop calling those calls, the players will have to adjust. But since they know how to manipulate the rules, this is basketball. This is United States basketball. Also, Nigeria doesn't give a fuck about Kevin Durant. They don't give a fuck. They all kind of look like Kevin Durant. So why the fuck would they care? Yeah, they they Seven are go- foot long and fast. That's Nigeria. When you get to the Olympics, like. Some of these guys are never going to get a true shot at the NBA, but they can win a gold medal and they can talk about how they fucked up Kevin Durant and they're not going to take gate the day off. They're not going to give you that shot. You're going to have to work for this and the rest don't care who you are either. This is the IOC. Not, not even like, it's not even going to be FIBA. And they think, they think the international game is pretty damn good. And you want to sit here and go, hey, man, these are exhibitions. They're working out the kinks. I get it. But work fast. Minus 27 points was the spread. Then minus 21 was the spread. And you took losses. Shout out to people that bet against United States basketball. I know there's only a handful in the United States, but whew. Those are bad beats. Bad beats. They, they're not great. No, they're not good. Like, I, I'm looking at the sheet. They're minus 15 and a half over France on the 25th. So, that'd be next week. I think that's their next their next game. Yeah. Man, I mean, I, I think they automatically are basically in the Olympics. But, shoot, man, like. If you don't get it together, that first and second round or that first round is gonna be super rough. The pool games are gonna be super rough. Yeah. It's there's there's no freebies here. 
especially that these guys have something to fucking prove, you know? You NBA players, you guys, you guys are there. Yeah, we're here to get a ring. We're the best in the world. Or we're here to get a gold medal. We're the best in the world. We have the best league. That's fine. You didn't come with your best guys. You came with a stacked team in our eyes, but not the best team you could put out in the NBA. So you better play to that top potential or man. Has, have they ever been in the Olympics and not got a medal? I don't believe so. Man. I, I, I think it was. I mean, when they only got bronze, it was like the world was ending. As this should be looked at, man. We have the best players in the world. We draft internationally. We find people that are bull bulls and are fucking guys that are freak talents. There should be no issues and no questions right now. And for some reason, a lot of questions. There is a lot of questions. A lot of can this team keep up? Can this team actually play with the world talent? Is Durant going to wake up? These are exhibition games. I guess we'll see in the pool, but if what you're showing right now is not fucking good basketball, Pop better get that team together quick. If Pop, if they don't meddle, does Popovich retire just straight up from coaching? Probably should. Probably like, should. Again, it's, it's, it's FIBA rules, so it's not like true NBA, but, man, this is just another one for – pop because those spurs have not been good for a while either you just got cooked by your backup guard no how he patty's in there i know exactly what he wants to do i got it it's the spur way is the spur way figured out is that could it be that it's pop figured out passing 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 not really depending on a true star shooter is that game done because, you know, we see all these super stack teams. There's three shooters that can all make the shot. Yeah. Uh, has the way the current NBA is just completely crippled these guys' ability to play tight basketball. And it's just awful because don't they they play in, in the Drew League and all these other middle uh, – these summer leagues where you're getting a guy that's a referee and he also has a mic in his hand. Like, they're not calling calls out there. You're playing physical basketball out there. Kevin Durant shows up to playgrounds all the time because he just loves to play basketball. And you think those guys are, oh, it's Kevin Durant. We'll just go slow. Fuck no. They're trying to get a spot. <laughs> you put me in a position where I'm a friend, Quentin Nelson, and, hey, man, if you there's a couple guys that are looking. Yeah, I'm going to give them 110% to see if I can get past Quentin Nelson. Is it going to work? Fuck no. But, hey, I'm going to fucking try and see how it goes. Quote Cam, Newton. Quote Cam Newton. There's a lot of business decisions happening. Oh, fuck. Well, if that's the case, fuck are you doing overseas? Get back on Twitter. Get back on doing what the fuck you're doing because you're not taking it serious. I'd rather send my 19U team out there. Our 19U team will fucking play with more heart. Shout out I mean, to Chet. Big game, my boy. Good game. 
I mean, LeVar Ball is undefeated in the Drew League as a coach. Never lost. That was taking it over the top. <laughs> as soon as LeVar came out of your mouth, I was like, all right. <laughs> Charlotte's next head coach. They already hired an edge. They already hired a guy. It's like some uh oh Mills. His last name is Mills. I don't know. Doesn't but, look like they're getting Lonzo though. Ah uh, no. There's a Chicago sounds oh. like they Chicago and the Clippers. That's a really big contract. I, I had to look at that shit. So, I don't know. And again, we come, well, again, we come back to what the hell is New Orleans doing? Oh, fuck. Like, you're not – I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's a big contract, but, like, what do you have? Well, you got to find a way to keep Zion happy. Like, you, you have space to sign it, to keep him. Like, he doesn't what, want to be there. What, yeah, but what do you, what do you got that's going to keep Zion happy? Trading them off. <laughs> that's it. New Orleans is, New Orleans is a dead organization since they made the trade for Anthony Davis. Even though they got the number one pick, even though they got all this other shit, they got Zion, all that, yada, yada, yada. Still. You had a monumental player there that you traded away. You're gonna you gonna just run with Baird Bledsoe, 33 years old. No. You either try to accumulate as much draft picks as you can and put Zion around young guys that can run up and down the court, or in two or three years you're gonna get rid of Zion for nothing. I mean, they have no cap space, but. Well, shit, there you go. But, I mean, it looks like they can clear some stuff off the books. Yeah. Lonzo to Chicago would be interesting, matching him up with Levine. Putting him in the basement would be super intriguing because now he's going to want to play to take LeBron's head off. Apparently they're talking uh, Marcus Smart to the Pelicans, maybe. I don't hate that, but I don't know if that makes you that much better. I mean, he's a really, he's a really good player. What is Boston gonna get? I think they're just gonna let him go. I don't think I, I don't think he and uh, Brad Stevens see eye to eye. Okay, so you're gonna lose. You're losing Kemba. You're losing Smart, and you got Tatum and Brown. Yeah, not bad. I think Tristan Thompson's still under contract for another year. He's another guy who played like 25 games, though. So, dealing with injuries and all that other bullshit. Yeah, they're they're another team that's somehow as many pieces away from a championship as the Timberwolves. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a team that are two teams that are a couple games away from a championship. Giannis and the Bucks and Chris Paul and the Suns. First two games were very, very impressive. The point guard was looking great. Game three, he didn't look too bad, but Booker was not on the same page as them. He only had 10 points in that game three. 
And Giannis, two games, double-double, 40-plus points. Yeah, NBA special. Fuck that. Fuck that. You can keep calling Giannis, Giannis, Giannis. I'm watching these games. Dude, Giannis is getting the softest fouls I've ever seen. Giannis is getting fouls. It Like, literally watching him drive the lane, like, they, they're not allowed to touch him. Like, there's some – he's the biggest dude on the court is not getting touched, is getting close, lands a little bit funny, he gets and one. There is no way that he is taking 15 fouls a night, but he is getting 30 free throws, which is taking 30 minutes. It's ridiculous. And you can call it whatever you need to. You can call it fact or fiction. We have the, the Chris Paul meter, Cliff Paul, Chris Paul, CP3 point god. I think Chris Paul played CP3 level. He played a decent game. He definitely needs to play better if you're going to consistently count on a win. But factor fiction, factor fiction, you cannot, if you are the NBA, you cannot let Scott Foster ref meaningful games when CP3 is playing. I'm sorry. The man is 0 for 12 in his last 12 games that Scott Foster played as refereed. And sure enough, DeAndre Ayton gets off to a huge start and suddenly he's got three fouls. Frank Kaminsky is so bad at basketball. <laughs> he literally looks like he looks like uh, Justin Long's character in Dodgeball. Uh-huh. Like he looks like he's wearing bowling shoes. It's ridiculous. He's running around out there. He can't stop quick. For some reason, he keeps running out to the perimeter to try to set picks, and he misses the picks. It's terrible. It's so bad. Like, I give Chris Paul such a pass because every time he got something going, Scott Foster would step in and Giannis would have 10 free throws and eight would have a foul within five minutes. It was ridiculous. He only played 34 minutes because what was the point? And, yet, you know, he needs to shoot more. He needs to move better. Booker could play better. But that game, they the Bucks were playing with an extra man. You cannot tell me that if you look at every single one of those fouls, I guarantee you half of them at the least were the softest fouls I've ever seen. And you're doing that in a playoff game. Granted, no one expected them when Scott Foster was announced and it's in Milwaukee and the league doesn't has never had a four or even I don't think five game finals in the last, what, 20 years? Like, you knew it wasn't going to be a cakewalk. You knew they were going to be up against it. But my God, if you're the NBA, you have to do more to prove that you are not fixing games, considering you actually fired somebody and they went to prison for fixing games. You're at home, Milwaukee game one. They came out different, like I said. They got support from the supporting cast around Giannis. Giannis put up his 40 points because he gets to the cup. You got to stop him from getting to the cup. No, but if you give him line. three, if you give him, no, it starts way in the beginning. Giannis will take it to the top of the key and get three to four steps before he gets a guy in his face. At that point, they're either got to guess where he's going to go because he has a really good Euro. He has a really good way to get around guys. And at that point, you're already out of position. You either got to stand in and get the charge or you need to meet him at the three. But if you're going to let him drive, the referees are going to give it to him every time. They give it to LeBron every time he drives. 
They give it to all these guys when they drive. It is you're going to give them three to four the, steps, it is it's going to be more of a defensive foul than an offensive foul. It is the NBA Finals. You cannot be given – you have to be having actual solid contact if you are going to call those fouls, especially when Giannis is going to play the I'm injured, I'm hurt card all the time. Milwaukee, right? Yeah. And Phoenix, right? Correct. These games are not played in Greece, baby. These games are not played overseas. You're going to have to play around it. That's how it is, these little touchy fouls. If Booker drives and gets the, if Booker drives the same way, he would get the same calls. Bro, Booker's been punched in the face three times in this playoffs, and it hasn't been called one time. Uh. They called it every time. Called it every time. Oh, oh, common foul for sure. Common foul for sure. What do you want? It's NBA. Wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask? Your nose is always going to be broken. Get your face out the way. (laughs) Man, that was, that was, yeah, that was a ridiculous game. I shut that game off, I think, beginning of the fourth quarter because it was just, it was just so bad. It's funny because. I turned it on after the second Scott Foster. I got a lowercase Scott Foster and a uppercase Foster, and I was like, let me turn this on. Let me see the highlights. Twitter going crazy. It was pouring all, all the way out by the start, the start of the fourth, and it was just Milwaukee had that game in the back. Frank Kaminsky played 14 minutes. It's four picks. <laughs> He shot the ball five times. He was minus 12. Meanwhile, meanwhile, DeAndre Ayton was only minus six. Like that, that changed the entire game. When you, and they were such bad fouls too. You get him in these ticky tack foul situations and you completely change the way that team looks. I thought it was terrible. And that's why I give CP3 such a, such a high mark. Like I was expecting him to say something because some of these calls, my God. Like you gotta say something at some point. Like we just got we just talked about how good the FIBA ball's been. This was the exact opposite. Watching this game and then watching highlights from the FIBA basketball, the uh friendlies, right. my God, could not be more of a difference. And hundred percent. Yeah, I like if they called this game any softer, I, I fully expect Phoenix to come through i'm still calling sons and five i think i'd always said sons and five but like yeah i i think if you're the nba and chris paul's playing in the finals no less you cannot let scott foster referee even if he's not fixing games you just can't have that out there yeah and maybe he's mentally psyched but again the fact that this game went down the way it did and he's refereeing and he's the one actually calling these fouls you just can't do it it's a it's a bad look I really hope Scott's on for game seven. Um, I know the NBA won't let it happen, but that no. will be the day Chris Paul gets his win against Scott Foster. I think he's only allowed – I think he's – I think he was only given one game this series, so that was the only one. That was it. <laughs> thank, and, like, thank God. I know I know a lot of, like, Suns fans were like, I'm just glad we got out of – in game one in Milwaukee. Oh. But 
Yeah, it was like that was that was atrocious, and that's why I give. I I still like I said still expect the Suns in five. I give CP three a pretty big pass just because of what he was given, and you know, I still think he's playing very well. He needs to have a really strong bounce back game, and you need Booker to be effective the entire game. You need to spread it around because when you go really heavy at eight in the beginning. It's, it's tougher for Booker to have to turn it on late in the game. I think you need to get him involved early like you did in game two because I, I think you you need three people to go off to win. And I think that's been kind of the case for both teams. It can't just be Giannis. It can't just be Booker. It can't just be – like you need Middleton – Holiday and Giannis to all go off, just like you need Aiton, Booker, and Chris Paul to go off. And then you're going to need help on top of that. So I, I expect a big bounce back game, but damn, that was hard to watch. Yeah, it was, uh, it's going to be interesting going into game four tomorrow. It's in Milwaukee. Um, uh, I am predicting Giannis to have his third consecutive 40-point game. I mean, when he's given 30 free throws. It's, got, it's easy to get there, huh? Yeah, he, he should have 60 points a game if he could just make his free throws. <laughs> I'm going to check out what the line is for Giannis plus 40, and I'm putting it on it because it's going to happen for sure. <clears throat> it is uh, – let's see what we got here. I just want to see. Yeah, 17 free throws. Absolutely absurd that he got that many free throws. And he made them. And he was efficient at the line. That really helped them this that game. He well, yeah, they, they, gave, at the line. they gave him a couple hours to shoot. So they, they only count the 10 seconds on the road, apparently. I mean, you're not going to have a lot of fans screaming this very fast count. Okay. And by the way, it's not really helping your cause when you're trying to outshow the ref, not have, helping your cause at all. You think that you're screaming it out, the referee's going to call it? No. If you have a quiet arena and Gian- that's not a focal point, they're going to Gian- it. It's They're not going to call it anyways. Dude. Come on. I mean, when he gets up there for 13 seconds, yeah, that's a little fucking much. And he does it when he dribbles the ball six times. If you see now, he dribbles the ball five times and then gets into his rotation, and that's when he loses the ball or when he misses the ball. He needs to do his six, stay in his rotation. I'd rather you get a couple ten calls than to take a quick shot that doesn't go in, that looks off as soon as you shoot it. Take your time, and next year, let's fucking fix that. You got to get faster. By just two seconds, you'll be good to go. All right, how many points do you think Giannis is going to score uh, tomorrow? You said over 40? Over 40. If you want uh, at least 39, you get to f- plus 570. I like it. I'm throwing a unit on that one for sure. Plus I think- uh, over 37 is plus 420, so that's actually the biggest jump. Is from 37 to 39. Uh, if you have him at 31 or at least 31, so 31 or over, it is uh, 
plus 170 on this prop builder. Which is very, very interesting. Very interesting, especially that he's done it and the Suns kind of don't have an answer for him. They don't. The referees are not going to magically stop calling these calls. So it's going to happen. Now, the players around him will be a different factor around Giannis, but they're at home. They're comfortable. They'll be fine. It's going to be a the series going to be tied after the morning. I don't know about that. I, I'm, I'm going to keep riding the Suns on this one. I think the Suns have it. Um, again, I, I just can't believe a game will be that officiated that poorly. Because, again, I think in the game two in Phoenix, Giannis got some, some pretty generous calls. But it was nothing like game three. I, I just can't imagine that that's, that's going to happen again. Because someone from the league is going to look at – have to review that game and be like, we can't give them all these. They're at home. It's Milwaukee. It's a different game, different building. You got to take – uh, home field, home court advantage a little bit here because he won't get all those calls in Phoenix, but he's going to get the calls here. Man, I think I think you have you see a different game from Aiden here. Aiden was playing so well. If you just keep him in the game, I think you are you are looking at a much different a much different ball game. There was a such thing as rookie of the playoffs. Hands down, because Aiden has been playing lights the fuck out, playing amazing basketball for that team. If they can find a way to pay Booker, great for him to stay. That Phoenix team is going to be elite for a while. I give it six, seven years that they'll make the playoffs. No issues. They'll find it. They'll find a different point guard if CP3 is really talking about a hundred million, but. The Suns team is uh, – I don't think they have enough this year, but they're a team to watch out for, for sure, for sure. Monty, Will- Monty Williams, what went wrong? We had 16 free throws. One person on Milwaukee had 17. Fine. Fine them. That's how sensitive these boys are. You talk about the ref, here's your five thousand dollars fine. Yeah, you say Aiden. the ref's name, twenty-five thousand. Uh, Aiden, sixteen points on seven for nine shooting in twenty minutes in the first half. Finished with eighteen points in twenty-four minutes. Five fouls in twenty-four minutes. Giannis is hard to stop, man. Giannis is definitely hard to stop. One of the best players in the world. Been saying it. Best player in the world. Wait until he takes three-point shooting super serious and gets more efficient from that line. Team is not even going to be close to anything. Do you think Shoei Otani stays healthy the entire year? He should. He's amazing. He's he absolutely is, amazing. He is plus... 200 to not win the AL MVP or NL MVP. NL MVP. 
Yeah, I mean, is, he is minus 215 to win it, plus 200 to not win it. It is. I feel like plus 200, it's almost worse to throw a couple bucks and maybe dings his shoulder or something. I mean, Otani is leading the league in home runs. He is breaking records today in the All-Star game. He will be the starting pitcher and the starting batter for the uh, All-Star game today, even though these jerseys are disgusting. They're gross. But other than that, I think Otani is going to be healthy. I think they tone it down a little bit. I think he might skip a couple starts and just bat through and through just to keep him healthy and keep that arm okay for the playoffs if they have a shot at that time. I doubt they will, but but yeah, absolutely. Otani is an absolute monster. The only thing I had seen him fail do was the home run derby yesterday where him and Juan Soto went into overtime to see who wins that one. And Otani just looked tired. He's like, I've missed not, I'm done after 27 home runs. Bro, but that's what I'm saying. Tired. He, he, I mean, tired is a real thing. So you take him off. You take him off for a while. You let him sit. He's only going to play one inning this round. He's going to get one bat, one pitch, then you're sitting the rest of the game. And after that, you don't have – you don't have a game Friday. Oh, no. You have a game Friday at 9 against the Mariners, which I'm sure you don't have to play him at all. And you can kind of sit him for the Mariners uh, series and let I mean, him get a week off. Again, but, like, maybe I'm an idiot, but because he's DHing, he's not playing, like, first base or anything like that, I feel like he needs to not miss a lot of time and he can't miss a lot of starts. Cause that's, what's making him like the true MVP candidate is he's doing both so well. Uh-huh. You're not, you're not, he hit 65 home runs. I don't think that's an MVP performance. If he doesn't, you know, pitch with a reasonably good record, you know what I mean? No, I hear you, but we're seeing something that's never been done before. You know, this is a pitcher that Gives up that goes out there and gives great starts, and he is a person you don't want to throw to. You don't want to throw at him in the mouth when he's up at bat. So it's it's gonna be interesting. I want to see if Otani stays an angel. That's gonna be interesting to see how that all plays out. Mike Trout shouldn't be an angel, but that's talking future to see what happens. Otani. Absolutely not the Cy Young, but MVP for sure. He's a freak. He's a freak athlete right now when it comes to baseball. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I get it. I, like, I see the appeal, but I, I don't think just because he's doing something that people haven't done before means he's like a shoe in to win MVP. I mean, I don't, I don't know who else I'd put a bump, but if he – if he misses a month, I don't think he gets it. No, 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 no. If he stays consistent, plays throughout, even if he struggles and finds a way to still keep up the numbers, you're going to win MVP. You're talking about 65 home runs, bro. That is – that's history books. That's major. In a year that the ball was deaded. That's major. He hit all those home runs before pitchers were – getting caught with stick like 
it's a phenomenal thing we're seeing, and the numbers are going to go up. We're gonna, I truly want a three-man race for the home run uh, title, and you could see that. But right now, Tani looks like he's going to get that as well. That's an MVP performance. Pretty wild that that's not a prop you can bet on right now, or at least where I'm looking. Awful. Should definitely be able to bet that. Because I would definitely put my money on Tatis. Yeah, absolutely. And to just touch up on a little football, just because that's what we do here at Money Back Guaranteed, we're going to bring up three little things about football right before we get into our picks. Jay. Yes. You have to pick one quarterback to start your season. Stafford or Dak? Man, I I think I go Stafford, but I don't know by much. Do you think the clout around Stafford in L.A. is warranted? Do you think Stafford is going to make a huge difference in that Los Angeles Rams team? Because that's what teams are saying. That's what they're saying. This team is the number one in the division. They're saying that this team is going to catapult even on top of their Super Bowl season three years ago, four years ago. I, uh, I don't, I, I think, I think with what Sean McVay was able to get out of Jared Goff, I think maybe you see a little bit of a difference, but you're looking at new weapons and again, it depends. Like that Rams offense has not been able to stay very healthy. Like they have not made it easy for Jared Goff. I mean, even in their Super Bowl run, he was missing his best receiver, Cooper Cup. Stafford Cooper Cup. played with a broken back. I, he, he's a gamer. He is a I, gamer, man. I mean, I'm aware of that. But Stafford and Stafford looked really good when he had Kenny Galladay. But when he didn't have Kenny Galladay, he did not look very good. So I think Stafford, as good as he is as a quarterback, and as much as Sean McVay is going to help him out, and as much as he's going to build on that Rams team, I think that low key, like they also need to stay healthy and they need to provide him with weapons. Cause that's, what everybody says about Detroit is, oh, well, Stafford didn't have the weapons. Stafford didn't have the coaching. I mean, people forget he had Megatron. For, like, what, six years, seven years? Yeah. With a horrible defense and shitty coaching? Yeah. You Again, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, for him to be truly successful, you still need to give him weapons. I mean, every player can't fucking play without weapons and he has weapons he has woods he has cup they went and got uh they got marvin jones too so they have guys there they have deshaun jackson as well they have a receiving core that is good enough for stafford the running backs healthy but they've also all their receivers have at one point been injury risks yes That, that, that is what i'm saying if you are going out there and you have no Cooper Cup, and you have a banged-up Robert Woods, I still don't think Matt Stafford is going to get it done. You also have a left tackle who is 45 years old. Fully healthy, over under 12 games. 
fully healthy the whole team or fully healthy Matthew Stafford? Whole team. I think – I'm trying to think of that division. I think I would go over just because Aaron Donald is still – That defense is still elite. Yeah, Aaron Donald is a huge problem. I think most of the other teams in that division, if you can take away their one big, which Jalen Ramsey has been known to do, I am expecting at one point here soon for Jalen Ramsey to start being a dude and not the dude. But I think that you have – I think you have a good, a good base here to disrupt that division specifically. When you're playing that division, I think you can go six and two in that division pretty easily. I think I you that. I think you split maybe with Seattle. I think I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo or heaven forbid Trey Lance is gonna handle that defense very well twice. And you might end up playing Jimmy once and Trey once. Hey Trey, yeah, Trey Lance, welcome to the NFL. This is Aaron Donald. There's only one of them. Good luck. <laughs> so I, I I think, yeah, I think that division, I would go over 12 games. Is there any pressure on Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team in this division without Aaron in the division? Because shots were thrown when, when Patrick was golfing. Feel any pressure from Justin Herbert? I'll see you when I see it. No, not at all. He's a I'm not worried about it at all. I'm a two-time uh Super Bowl team, one-time winner, MVP, MVP of the season. Justin had one year. Low-key. Before Is we move on. Is there any competition for the Chiefs in that division, bro? Yes. Who? Cool. Patrick Mahomes can dismiss it, but Justin Herbert did not play a full schedule, and he won Rookie of the Year. They still have Keenan Allen. They have very good weapons. They have a pass rush. Their team is set up where they can do some damage. Justin played week one and never gave up a start. Don't forget, punch your lung. Played the whole season. 35 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. He played great that season. Just charger way, losing 10 games under a fucking touchdown. That's just the charger way. Does Justin have enough to win those games? Year two, we'll see, but you know these slumps happen. Because he, he only started 15 games. I think that game one, they had him as – they had Tyron as a starter. Nope, 15, game, him, 15 games played, 15 games started. Did they sit him? Because I know he didn't play week one. I know he played week one. They clearly sat him because he did not play in that game. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, he missed one game, had 35 sessions. Okay, so we're going with he. So again, I, I like I want to break it down right now. Uh, in a very good division, where I think the Raiders are, the Raiders are just the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC because they have so much talent. Do they have? They don't know if they have the right quarterback. I think the Cowboys probably do. And the Raiders, I don't think do. I, I would, 
I don't think I am speaking out of contact or out of school to say that I do not think that uh, Derek Carr is a Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Is that fair? Absolutely. Okay. So I think that they have a lot of talent though. They can beat you in a lot of ways. They haven't been able that like some people haven't hit, but either way, the point is, I think the Raiders are very good. And they gave up all starting linemen. They yes. don't have one. I, 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 I'm more saying last year, this year, I don't think there's as much pressure. I think they're going to have to overachieve. You're going to have to see a lot of people show up. I think Denver has no choice but to get better. I think Jerry Judy and that offense is going to be better. Again, I think, I mean, Drew Locke's playing for his job. I think if you throw an Aaron Rodgers, you throw a Dak Prescott, you throw a fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick on that team, that team could be not a contender, but a problem. They could swipe a one-and-one from any team in that division. But, I mean, you look at Justin Herbert, who never got starting reps all through training camp in a COVID year with a new team, did not get any starter reps the first week. And then week two, he finds out he's starting after pregame warmups. Okay, that's what it was, week two. Okay. So f- because of that, for that very reason, I am saying, and he's still, you know, 35 touchdowns at the rookie record for touchdowns, rookie of the year. I think that you have to at least – I mean, believe it when he sees it, that's fair. And I wouldn't expect Patrick Mahomes to, you know, off off speculation because he's, he's never beaten him. That's, that's fair. Beat me once and then we'll talk. But you can't ignore that they have a team that's, I mean, set up to be very good. They have Keenan Allen. They have very good receivers. They have a very good defense. Derwin James has not been healthy. He needs to stay healthy, and he needs to take a big step at safety. But, I mean, you've got Joey Bosa – or not Joey Bosa. Yeah, Joey Bosa, not Nick. Joey Bosa. You've got Joey Bosa. you got moving – you've got some good pass rush, which has proven to give the Chiefs fits. I don't know. I feel like you – I don't – again, I do I think that they're going to be favored in playing the Chiefs? No. But do I think that they are – a team who I would put money on, I don't know, plus 280, plus 270 to take one against the Chiefs? Yeah, for sure. Not close. Now, am I reading into this too much? I have my last football question. Am I reading this in too much? Are you Patrick Mahomes a bitch boy? Yeah, you are. (laughs) No, fucker. (laughs) Baker was at the UFC fight. Wearing a wonderful $2,000 hat. Bro, we need to raise the prices on our hats because ours are way (laughs) better than those. On the whole other side of the cage, you have OBG. Oh, OBG. You have OBJ sitting with his little entourage. Wearing the same hat. They're not sitting together. But they're wearing the same hat, Angel. Hey man, they have the same. Baker stole the style from OBJ. That's that. You can see that hundred percent. But they're not sitting together at an event where they're both at. I try to look up for. I looked on both of their pages. Did not see any pictures of them together. Is there is there trouble in paradise? Uh, I uh. 
I don't think so because he was sitting with Njoku and Austin Hooper and Chuck Liddell. Uh, Njoku doesn't want to be there. He does. He changed, he, he changed his mind. He said he has no, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Oh, okay. That's cute. I mean, it, it might help that he's not going to get money anywhere else and his best chance is to perform and get all of his bonuses out of this contract. And compete um, with Austin Hooper, good luck. Hey, I don't know. He needs to, he needs to do more this year. Um, oh, but, fantasy-wise, guys, Austin Hooper is a top 10 tight end. Top six almost. Fantasy-wise. Keep that in your back. It is July 13th, and my man is already scheming fantasy. Dude, I am on it. Um, but no, I, I mean, OBJ is a different dude. I also have no idea how that works, where they're coming from. Uh, camp. Fuck. What are you talking about? OBJ they, was at camp. Yeah, but they both live in L.A. different. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I don't read anything into it. As far as I'm, as far as I know, their relationship has always been good. But honestly, if there's something there, I am one of those people who happens to think that if you can get a first round pick for Odell Beckham Jr., you should take it if you're the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm just saying. I think Hollywood Higgins is. I mean, for whatever reason, it could be it could be coincidence. But when Higgins is on the field. Baker has a better throwing percentage. I don't know, man. They're working out together. OBJ's not on the field. They're a fucking very well-connected group. But when you have to force the ball to OBJ, it gets a little tough. But we will break all that down um, very soon, very, very soon. We're just going to have the boys of summer, so we're going to break down any little thing of NFL news we could find and scratch up because, yeah, that's our game. (laughs) Uh, July 27th is going to be a very big day. I'm very excited for that day because that will let us know if Rodgers really shows up or not. But that is only here and there, and we will talk about that in the future. Right now, we have your money-back guaranteed picks of the week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money-back guaranteed picks of the week. I'm very excited for some Olympic tennis. Wimbledon yeah. got me got me all fired up. Uh, there's only been one other person in the open era to do a calendar Grand Slam, which in tennis is the uh, Australian Open, the French Open, the uh, U.S. Open, and Wimbledon. Uh, and to do all four in a row in the same calendar year is a calendar grand slam. That has been incredibly hard, especially recently, because Roger Federer is incredible on grass. Rafa Nadal is basically unbeatable on clay. Uh, now, Novak Djokovic is favorited to win the U.S. Open, and that is at the end of August, I believe. Uh, but he can do something even more impressive 
because nobody has ever done a calendar Grand Slam and won a gold medal. And in fact, uh, Ra- or, uh, Novak Djokovic has never won a gold medal in no. the Olympics. Uh, it has been, actually, the Olympics has been Andy Murray's best event. And one of those, he was playing a home game, a home match. Uh, Federer also has never won a gold medal. He actually pulled out of the uh, Olympics this year. He just re-aggravated his knee injury at Wimbledon. So that'll be that'll be very interesting. But it's also going to be played on hard court, which Djokovic is very good on hard court. I would say that's probably his best surface. So he has a legitimate chance. And the U.S. Open is also on hard court. So it's happening really well where Djokovic can kind of take some time off after the Wimbledon. He can train for a week or two. He can play in the Olympics. And then he can go on and play in the U.S. Open. And it's not going to be switching seasons. For a lot of people, they play some hard court matches. And then, like when it was in Spain, it was all on clay. And they had to transition back to clay, which is going from arguably the fastest surface to the slowest surface. And it's just a much different gameplay. But Novak has an opportunity to have some real continuity. And he's a guy who's always kind of in shape. If he can win the calendar Grand Slam and a gold medal in the Olympics, I think that is a top five most impressive sports achievement of all time. Does that make him the greatest tennis player ever? Yes. Because he has done it while playing during arguably Federer and Nadal's primes. He's beaten them both. I mean, it's literally like if LeBron played and Jordan and Jordan was in like his sixth year and like, I don't know, uh, Steph Curry was also like in his second year when LeBron took over and Djokovic is LeBron. Cause he is playing longer, he's playing harder. He has played for 10 years with Nadal essentially in his prime and Federer playing very, very good tennis. Like some of his best tennis. He is, you know, kind of doing his best Brady impression where he is just kind of extending longer than anybody has in the past. So yeah, I would say, I would say he's the goat. They're all tied at 20 majors. Which when Pete Sampras, I was watching when Pete Sampras won his 14th. That was unheard of. People had no, no clue that was going to happen. And now, like we talked about before, he's officially reached that Tiger Woods level where it's Novak versus the field, which I think is absolutely crazy. So if you're looking for something to look for in the Olympics, that is going to be crazy to watch. And a lot of people are pulling out because they don't want to deal with COVID. They don't want to deal with fans or no fans. He's going to have a very, very interesting route to the finals. Man, you have me sold on Andy Andy Murray, so I'm throwing my money on Andy Murray. (laughs) Andy Murray, Andy Murray, man, that's going to be a good one. He's played really well in the Olympics. He's not a bad bet. And he he is looking for – he kind of semi-retired, and now he's back. And it's looking like he is – he's got some foundation. The skills were there. Granted, Wimbledon is his best court, but it's not a bad bet. Bad, not bad. All right, who you got for picks? Uh-huh. This week slash this weekend. It's very slow, so we're going to be scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel. 
Yeah. So for Wednesday, I have the Bucks over the Suns. I'm going to uh, take Giannis with 37 plus points. I'm going to take the plus 420 on that one. Um, on Thursday, um, All-Star break is over. I'm going to take the Red Sox over the Yankees. Um, I'm going to believe in the dominance of the Red Sox. They haven't dropped the game to the Yankees. They are going to Yankee Stadium, so it's going to be a little different. But I'm going to take the Red Sox. And on Friday, I'm going to take the Blue Jays over the Rangers. Um, and I will be posting uh, my weekend picks on Friday. I'll just put a quick video on our Instagram, money underscore back underscore podcast. Um, check it out there, and I'll have your weekend picks. I don't have really good odds for baseball yet. I'm going to see. I do like your Red Sox and Blue Jays picks, actually. Uh, I might ride those. So I'm going to be kind of random. I'm going to take the Phoenix Suns. I think they're going to bounce back. The odds suck. I will probably end up taking the spread uh, just because minus 250 kind of sucks. I'm going to take Shoei Otani plus 200 to not win MVP this season. Oh, shit. Okay. And I'm going to take... Uh, Brooks Kepka plus fifteen hundred to win the Open Championship because why not? He's been pretty close. I think he's going to put it together. Link style golf is different. I think it'll be an interesting matchup, and uh, I don't want to bet on things I can't see odds for. So, <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. Thank you for listening to Money Back Guaranteed. Uh, please check us out on all our platforms. We are live on everything. You just put in money back and we pop up. It's easy just to put money back and hit the follow button on all our podcasts. Go on IG. Follow us on IG. We have exciting things coming up. And football, American football, is right around the corner, boys and girls. So check us out. Yeah, and uh, follow. we have a link in our bio. You can listen to our podcast anywhere. Like, share, subscribe, tell a friend. We're going to cut it down to one episode a week here until football picks back up again. And that'll either be uh, Wednesday out, out on Wednesday or out on Thursday. We might move it around a little bit depending on what's going on with baseball and UFC cards and stuff like that. But we, uh, we'll give you some time to catch up on all our old episodes, all of our old picks, all of our old hijinks. And yeah, we will uh, – We hope you keep listening. We hope you tell a friend. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, if you follow us on Money Back Guarantee IG, we will give you breaking news on anything going on in the world. Of course, we will break into an emergency podcast if need be, if something major happens in sports. So if you want to know about sports, we got your back. Like breaking news, Nate Diaz has signed and he is Back into the UFC, fighting Robbie Lawler, 266. Robbie Lawler and Bellator? Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea how it happened, but it was breaking right here. Nate is fighting Robbie in UFC 266. That's our show. That seems like like fake news, but I'll let you get away with that. See you next week. See you next week. (laughs) 